Josh Williams here, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 43 for Wednesday, March 7th, 2018. Welcome, listeners. I've got lots to talk about today. I quit my job at the mobile shop, but I'm still going in. In fact, I go in immediately after the podcast is recorded today. Um, I played some new video games, watched some new shows, watched the Oscars, you know, did some more... uh, more, what do you call it? What do you call that stuff there? Promos. I did promos for some other companies. And of course, uh, I'll be reading your emails at the end of the show. Lots of stuff to talk about. So, um, let's get right into it. Um, last week, I think I had mentioned this maybe right before recording the podcast, but, um, I actually have a, a listener in Dubai. I have listeners all over the planet, of course, but I actually have a listener from Dubai who reached out and actually said that I, uh, I listened to your podcast. I uh, was interested in starting his own podcast. And, uh, we got to chatting probably for about an hour before I recorded the last episode. And we've been chatting a bit, uh, since in the last week, just, he's looking to put some stuff together, ask some questions and things like that. And what I wanted to do is, uh, I asked his permission. I spoke to him. He actually sent me, um, we've, we've been chatting on WhatsApp because he's of course across the world and timeframes are different and stuff like that. But he, uh, he had asked me some questions about, uh, just how to set up a podcast and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I was answering them and, and just, you know a little bit of back and forth, but, uh, but he sent me a really nice message and I thought, uh, I thought, you know, I asked his permission if I could play it for you guys. And I thought I would share that with you. So I'm going to take an opportunity to, uh, to let you guys hear that now to just hear what he said. I'm going to edit it down. Cause there is some stuff that he puts in there, about you know, personal things going on that, you know, inspired him to start and whatnot. But, um, I just, I really appreciated the feedback that he was giving. And, uh, and I said, Hey, you know, like I, I really do appreciate each and every one of you that listens and, and what this podcast may or may not mean to you guys. So I thought I'd just start off by kicking it off. I got, uh, I got listeners all over the place, but, uh, but Omar in Dubai was kind enough to send me in this. Hey man. Um, not trying to go soft here, not trying to, you know, sound emotional or get soft here. Uh, but dude, a lot of the shit that I've been through recently, which I haven't highlighted to you, has been quite rough on me. Built multi-million dollar businesses and got fucked over. And every time you fall, it gets it becomes so much harder to get back up again. I'd recently fallen quite hard. And, you know, I've been thinking about trying to get back up on my feet, thinking about what I would want to do. I, you know, I started getting into podcasts lately and I came across your podcast. Uh, by the time I came across your podcast, uh, I realized how difficult uh, it's probably going to be to set up a podcast, man. I'd done some research, read some articles, watched some videos, people talking about setting up this equipment, that website, that RSS feed, and you know all this shit, man. And you know, I, I just got so overwhelmed that night, and I literally finally somehow um, stumbled across your podcast. Actually, I know how I did. Um, you know, I knew that I knew I wanted to use the name, the one man show, probably for the same reasons that you wanted to use that name, uh, decided to type it in. Uh, and that was a nail in the coffin, right? Uh, your podcast came up and I was like, you know what? Everything that I'm trying to do is just leading me to a dead end. Everything is overwhelming. And even the name that I wanted to use is taken. Um, I played your podcast. And I heard you bitch and complain about <laughs> how, for the lack of better terms, retarded it was to set everything up, how indirect the path was, 
how much of a pain things were and just listening to you bitching about it oddly <laughs> enough actually motivated me man even at that point i had kind of scrapped the idea i was like you know what this is not for me i don't think it's something you know that i want to pursue i i just don't think i have it in me because i've been beaten really really bad uh lately you know with losing a couple of businesses i dropped you a message you happen to reply real quick conversation you know just took off from there and dude you really inspired me and you you turned my mind uh, around and i've decided to actually pursue this um i started reaching out to people uh, i reached out to sponsors i started doing research i started laying down the foundation and um i gotta thank you man i really do honest to god as crazy as this sounds you've actually inspired me to move forward with this i wanted to send you this message man because i realized after listening to your last voice note you know i was thinking to myself god when this guy talks um he's just so passionate about everything uh, i'll be honest with you man you talk a lot <laughs> I, i'll i shit you not you talk a lot <laughs> nevertheless i want to hear every fucking thing that you say that's the crazy part is i don't typically like to listen to people who fucking talk a lot I don't, and you keep on saying, sorry for chewing off your ear, whatever, and sorry for talking a lot, sorry for elaborating too much, and I'm like, yeah, no shit, you are fucking elaborating, but what I realize is I sit and listen to every fucking thing that you have to say, which is fucking weird, you're actually engaging, man, you really are, you're passionate, you're engaging, and again, you've inspired me to take this to the next step, so... Um, again, sorry for chewing your ears off this time. Um, uh, I've learned a lesson now, though. My last couple of businesses, people took me for everything I had. Um, so I've learned a lesson now, and hence <laughs> the, the name of the show again, The One Man Show. I literally decided whatever I do now, it's going to be on my own. Thanks again, bro. Thanks for the inspiration. And I'll see you on the winning side, bro. Hey, how about that? Actually doing some good out here. Thank you very much, Omar, for, uh, for, you know, giving me permission to, uh, to share that with everybody. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, I, I'm laughing my way through it. You know, I, I, I laughed really hard when he's like, this guy fucking talks a lot. Of course I talk a lot. That's, that's me. <laughs> that's what you guys get from my face hole, right? Every single week, me just yakking my face up and bitching and complaining. If anyone wants to go back to that first episode that, uh, that Omar heard, uh, <laughs> I don't, it was frustrating. I, I fully understand everything that you went through at the time, uh, trying to, to figure out what makes sense and, and whatnot. It's, it ends up being a lot easier than it seems if you can find the right tools. And of course, you know, feel free to reach out. I'm, I'm here as a resource and anybody listening, um, not to say that, you know, I want to start setting up podcasts for, for tons of people and whatnot, but I just mean that if you have questions like guys, that's what the questions are for, right? Contact at one man podcast.com. I'm happy to answer any questions that anybody has about anything. Um, I've got lots of listeners. I've got somebody in Tennessee uh, who, who downloaded a ton of, of episodes, um, would love to, to meet you, you know, via email or whatever it is, you know, Omar left a comment on the YouTube page and that's how I, I responded to that and, uh, gave him my email address. We, we corresponded like that and then, uh, added each other on WhatsApp. Like I, that's one of the things I really like about this podcast. And I've said it before. I like being able to connect with, with other people. If I'm, I mean, I really blows my mind 
that I could be considered as inspiring to anyone, but if it helped, then that's, that's wicked. I'm just, like I said, this for me is kind of just like my public journal. I like to go out here and I hope that it, it entertains you guys for however long that you have it playing, uh, you know, in your, in your background, in your car, you know, while you're cooking or cleaning or doing work. Just, uh, I just like being with you for about an hour a week, you know, sometimes too, if I have a, a lot of useless stuff to say, <laughs> but, uh, but thank you so much, Omar. And, and I'm glad that, uh, uh, you know, anything that I rambled on about could be of any use to you at all. Thank you, my friend. I, um, yeah, this last week was, uh, was interesting. I did some new promos and, uh, one of the promos that I did was for a pet company called Nulo. I did that on Saturday, but the, the funny thing was just a, a goofy little story that happened is that they had a conference call that we were supposed to be in on, on uh, Wednesday to train us and everything like that. And they, they were sending us these goofy Google schedule document things or whatever. It wasn't Google docs. I don't know how do those work. It was like Google schedule or something. And it was sending everything out in uh, central time. And of course there's people all over Canada that were doing this. So no one could figure out the time properly. I did. I just Googled it. I go, okay, what's, what's you know, 8 PM central in Eastern time. And I got the time it was nine o'clock. And then we started getting like, there was people that night. I remember were messaging this big, you know, multi-chat or whatever group text message that were like, it was like seven o'clock. I'm leaving the mobile shop. And they're like, where is everybody? And I'm like, oh shit. So I go, how did I fuck the time up? I must've Googled it wrong. Jump on the conference call. Nobody there. Not even this person who's like, where is everybody? <laughs> I was there like 12 seconds later. And this person was already gone. Then I'm like, okay, that's weird. And then we got a text message. I think at about eight o'clock, maybe it was eight to left. doesn't matter. Point is, I remember it being like an hour early and I was like, oh, okay. So I joined it. I'm like, no, it's supposed to be, it's not eight o'clock Eastern. It's eight o'clock central or whatever. Anyways, point being is the, the person running the, the thing sends us a text message saying the conference call is in two hours. And I'm like, oh, I thought it was at nine. Guess not. Guess it's in two hours, considering that right now, regardless of what time zone you're in, if you say two hours from now, it's two hours from now. So 10 o'clock, I log on. I basically go home, kill time, playing, uh, playing some games or whatever, you know, just, just killing time until this conference call. And, um, yeah, I get on the conference call at 10 o'clock and uh, nobody there, nobody there again. I go, okay, groovy. Where the fuck is everybody? And I, and immediately I just feel like, you know what? I think I missed the fucking call. I think I joined it at eight too early and joined it at 10 too late. And then I got a message from the person running it. She's like, yeah, you weren't there. And I go, yeah, I was there at eight and I was there at 10, you know, must've bookended it. Anyways, that was just fucking sort of goofy. It was funny too, because I, there was someone like, like when I do these promos and I don't mean to be overly judgmental, but, uh, you guys know me, here we go. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I remember at like eight o'clock, someone messaged like, what time is eight o'clock central? <laughs> and I said, nobody responded to them. And then I went, that depends on where you are. Cause obviously 8 PM central, you're asking if you're not central, then you need to know where else it is. But guess what? I don't know where the fuck in the world you are or in the country. So I just remember like, I'm like, <laughs> you know, depends on where you are. And then they respond, uh, I'm in uh, how like, you know, Halifax I go great. Now Google, what time is 8 PM central in Halifax or whatever. And they're like, okay, great. Got it. Thanks. And I'm like. Again, promo companies, right? So we're talking, we're hiring, hiring pretty people, pretty people, no gender included on that, but we're hiring good looking people to look good in front of a brand. All right. You can do the math. And if you can't, then that's fine. 
But my point is, is that you got guys like me, not pretty people, but you can teach me your product. I'll learn it. And I'll be able to Google, Hey, what time is 8 PM central? So every now and again, when I end up in these group chats, I can definitely tell that, Oh my God, what is that? What's a computer? Anyways, um, I'm being judgmental. I don't care. It was frustrating. And then who ends up in the conference call? Me, a judgmental prick. Anyways. So that was a thing that was like, they, they loved me at that company. So they were totally forgiving. Like, okay, just read this PDF. And they sent me a PDF and I read it. And it was uh, probably way faster than that conference call had been. But I just remember thinking like, how does nobody know when this is? And then of course I missed it, right? Well, I'm sitting around being judgmental. I missed it, but it's only because I'll be honest. I thought it was nine and I was right. It was only because they messaged saying it's in two hours at eight o'clock, you know? So they fucked me up anyways. Apparently other people missed it too. No shit. So they're like, we're never using that conference calling bullshit Google scheduling crap ever again. We're just going to tell you when it is. Blah, blah, blah. Either way. Sorry. This episode may or may not be fun guys. I'm, uh, I'm trying to squeeze it in for work because I figured I have energy, but lots of stuff happened today and lots of stuff's happening in the next, uh, tonight when I get done work. So I, uh, I gotta, I gotta make this fit now. Um, it was, uh, it was, like I said, it was a fun week. Um, what did I do on Thursday? Anything fun? Oh, on Thursday night, I did a, a tasting for a company called Wolfhead. So very similar to the, uh, it's actually brewed in the exact same place, but the coffee whiskey liqueur, uh, called Wolfhead, that was a lot of fun. Um, ran all over God's green earth, picking things up for it. But of course the company, uh, karma that takes good care of me, um, karma paid me for all the running around I did. So instead of doing like a four hour tasting in the evening, I ended up spending like a good six, seven hours running all over the city, getting like, uh, what do you call it? Like cheese and meat platters done up last minute. So if you ever need like a huge cheese and meat platter, you know, you got to like give a lot of places 24 hours notice. No, instead they called them first thing in the morning and say, can you make one right now and have it ready? And I had to drive downtown to pick it up either way. Just, uh, just a fun week of doing this stuff. The wolf head tasting went fine. Did not have homeless people all over the, the tasting platter this time. Uh, in fact, even a couple people who, uh, who listen to the podcast happened to pop in and they're like, How's, is this the home? Like, <laughs> is this the stuff the homeless people were throwing up on? I go, no. This one is fine. We, we're in a different location this time. Um, and then I played The Last of Us. I came home from that and I just fucked around. I've, I've owned that game for like three or four years now. And I've never played it only because I've heard it so good. The, the Last of Us by Naughty Dog on PlayStation. And uh, yeah, I heard, heard it's good things. It's basically like a post-apocalyptic game. I only played like 20 minutes of it. So I went through the opening cinematics and that was it. So I'm very excited to, to, to play that. I will talk about that more, you know, as I get into the game, if, if I've got spare time and whatnot, but, um, anyone who's listening, who's played any games, I'm, I'm sure the last of us is an, a name that's been, it's been out for years, this game. Um, I've owned the remastered version. So I'm talking about an old game. It's like me saying, I just saw Forrest Gump. I just saw this movie, Forrest Gump guys. It was actually pretty sweet. You know, it's a movie, but everyone knows what it's about. Um, <laughs> I got that message from Omar on Friday morning. And, uh, on that day I was going into work at the mobile shop with my buddy, Alex, who got me the job out in bar Haven to do some training. And, um, and what I've been toying with for the last week, guys, for a while now, you know, when I told you I was done with sales, here's where I'm at. Um, I keep telling you guys, and, and again, as much as I'm rambling around right now, I'm trying to let you know that, uh, I'm struggling right now with the weight loss. Um, the numbers on the scale are going up a little bit and then they're going down a little bit, but there's, they're generally staying the same and I'll wake up and I'll do like a, a nice cup of coffee and oatmeal in the morning. And then as the day goes on this again, with just doing these tastings and stuff too, it's like, it goes to like, 
just garbage quick. And, and the more I think, oh, I've got the day, so I'm going to come home at noon and I'm going to make lunch. It's like, oh, no, you, you work now. The, the schedule at the mobile shop is changing. And I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just trying to be really honest about, uh, about where I'm at. And the reason I'm saying all this is that it's, I'm finding more and more. So now that I'm doing these promos, I'm doing the podcast, which I love. And I'm doing, I love the, the promos. I love the podcast and I love, I love doing standup. Um, I'm really, I really don't have the spare time that I need to do this mobile shop job. I, I don't care about it. It's, it was something I did. It got me out of the source. I don't, uh, I don't love being back and in, in still being in sales. I don't love every day, a bunch of promotions and things change. So you got to learn new stuff. I don't love learning this new system. Um, it's, it's a lot. And right now I want to spend as much of my mental power focused on the things that matter. So getting in shape, uh, writing up comedy again, um, focused on the things that are important to me. So, so exercise, uh, meal prep, being healthy. This is what I want to do. Going to the gym. Like I want all my spare time to that. So the fact that I, that even though the mobile shop is not a bad place at all, I have nothing negative to say about it. It's just, there's only so much I can absorb in a day. And right now, all the stuff that I'm absorbing is going to this new job and being concerned about the new job. Like even right now in this moment, um, I want to delve a little deeper into some subjects, but I'm worried about time. Why? Because I have to go to this job, right? In 15 minutes, it's one o'clock at two o'clock. This has to be done because I have a conference call for one thing. And then I go to, you know, and then I go to work and I'm there till, till the end of the night. So I just decided I can keep staying here as much as I didn't want to disappoint Josh leaving the source. I don't want to disappoint Alex leaving the mobile shop and I've got a doctor's appointment coming up. And I was basically hoping to, to say to my doctor, Hey, look, I've lost a bunch of weight since we first chat in December. And really at this point, I'm not even down 30 pounds, you know, I'm down, you know, 25. I was down, I was down 30, but now I'm about down 25. And I was hoping to have had the same successes that I had a few years ago, which was losing 50 pounds in three months. Um, and the reason being, here's the reason is because with all my health concerns and everything, guys, I had a chat with my doctor and I've told you that, that he said that, you know, the, the gastric bypass surgery might be on the table. And I don't want that. I really don't want to, you know, be cut open inside because I can't just fucking handle myself. Anyways, it's a, it's a bad thought. It's a, an upsetting thought. So I need to focus on the things that are important to me. And that's my stand up, my health, you know, that, that stuff. Um, I will continue to do the promo stuff because it doesn't take up a lot. I can say yes or no to the gigs that I want to do, you know, so I, I don't have to give them three days a week. You know, I don't have to commit to that. If the, if I can't do one, I can just say I can't do one. If I do one a week, it's great. It's a decent amount of income, blah, blah, blah. This is just me talking about shit. But fact of the matter is I'm, I'm done having an obligated job. If I need to drive Uber again in the mornings and, and do some shifts here and there, then I can do that. But again, all that stuff is on my terms. I don't find myself in a position where I have to be served. So for example, yesterday when I went into work at the mobile shop, um, for on my calendar in my phone, which I had gone over my, my schedule previously, I didn't work, uh, today or tomorrow. Um, I don't, I didn't work Tuesday or uh, Monday or Tuesday next week. Um, when I looked at my schedule yesterday, I'm, I'm in there for six hours today. I'm in there for six hours tomorrow, completely, uh, disrupted what I had planned for today, but I gave them my notice. I did that on, uh, on Friday. I spoke with Alex and just told him, look, man, I got to do what's good for me. And as much as I don't want to disappoint you, I've been making a lot of mistakes in my life lately where I'm doing things that other people want me to do, or I'm, or I'm afraid of, of disappointing somebody else. 
So I've been doing for years, just trying to make everybody else happy. And then I get upset and I get depressed and I fucking, you know, will will crush a bag of Doritos or something like that, which is, which is awful for you. Right. You know, we're all, all, I'll drink, uh, you know, a couple summers bees with all the calories and things like that, you know, and, and just being so busy, like again, on a day where I'm running around doing errands and stuff all day that I wasn't supposed to be doing. So instead of going, okay, well, I'm going to go home and I'm going to cook up these veggies. I'm going to make some, some chicken breasts. It's like, oh no, you don't have time for that anymore. So grab something while you're on the road, you know, which we all know is garbage. Anyways, I, I apologize for going so, uh, long into what I'm talking about. The point is, is that I, I have now the second announcement of a quitting a job. I, I've, I told them because I know that they're hurting. I will honor all my shifts until the end of March, but I'm, I'm done with this job. Nothing wrong with the job. Just I'm done being committed, um, to a certain amount of time per week. And another one where it's the, the learning is constant. The learning is ever changing. Um, and it's targets and things like that that come home with you. I just, that's it. My brain needs to be focused on my health and on the real career that I want to do, which is my stand-up comedy, which has been on the back burner for so, so long. Um, anyways, so that was, that was, that was Friday. Um, <laughs> I've still been working on my, uh, my taxes and doing trainings and stuff. I did some training for the, uh, the new low that, uh, the new low. What else did I do? I did, uh, the stuff for some other things coming up. Um, Saturday morning, I got up and I played a game called Typo Man. Uh, it's on the PlayStation, I believe is where I got it. And it is a very cool, fun little side-scrolling video game um, where there's a lot of letters in the environment. So if you've ever played games like Limbo or Inside, uh, there's lots of side-scrollers. Super, like, give you an example of what a side-scroller is if anyone doesn't know. Uh, Super Mario is a side-scroller. Basically means the screen is scrolling to the side. You're running along and it's it's a two-dimensional game. So uh, played Typo Man. Typo Man was really fun because you basically uh, are using letters to spell. It's kind of like Boggle meets Super Mario. You'll have letters and you have to spell things to like basically, you know, if there's an elevator, you'll have to change the, like, you know, spell the word on and then the elevator comes on. You know, if it's like a lift, well, then you'll have to spell the word lift and it lifts you up, you know, close, trap, gate, open, things like that. That, uh, that movie along. It was just fun. It was a good way to kill some time before my event on Saturday. And my event on Saturday was for a company called Nulo. It was a pet food. I was at a PetSmart. Uh, if you guys follow me on Instagram, that's a Josh Williams comedy. You'll see, uh, you'll see that I was doing an event solo. The weather was kind of shitty. So the, the, the traffic was kind of low in the mall, but, um, the staff was amazing at the PetSmart. And what Nulo is guys is it's a, uh, it's a free plug for them. It's a dog food company that was started by uh, an athlete in Texas. Uh, I believe he was an Olympic, uh, Olympic athlete for swimming may have even been a medalist. I can't remember, but the idea is that they were making a new dog food because a lot of dog foods are very low in protein. I think they're somewhere between 50 and 60% protein and Nulo is uh 80% protein. In fact, the first three ingredients of Nulo are in fact meats. Um, so uh, it has very, very high, uh, protein content for, for dogs and cats. Um, they also have a, uh, a very, like a good glycemic indexed, uh, carbohydrates in them. So for example, um, a lot of the carbs that they use for kibbles, right? You need some sort of carbohydrates to keep things together. Um, for that, they, a lot of them use like, you know, potatoes and things with like, that'll spike the sugar in the body. And of course, when the body is, uh, you know, when the shirt, when your insulin spiked, whatever you, you store fat, you don't, you don't burn energy. Um, so another reason that pets can get overweight and stuff like that. So they use like, um, low glycemic index, uh, stuff like sweet potatoes and other things like that, that, that don't spike the, uh, the sugar in the blood as much, at least from the reading I remember or, or not all this information is available online. Um, 
Uh, it's all grain free. So there's a lot of allergies that are associated with grains inside of kibbles and cat foods. Uh, it's all grain free, Nulo, N-U-L-O. And, uh, finally there's a lot of, uh, probiotics in Nulo and, uh, the thing with probiotics is a lot of pet foods will, will claim to have probiotics in them and they may very well have at one point, but the problem is as soon as you put it in the food, mix it, and then go to cook it, right? Cook the kibble. Um, it destroys the probiotics. Um, Nulo has a patented formula that actually survives the cooking process. It doesn't basically bake it out or burn it out or kill it. Um, so it's just a really good, uh, food for your dog. Um, so I would say, check them out just to, again, like I said, free plug. I definitely picked some up for my dog, Chase and my mom's dog, Bella. Hmm. And we will see how they like it. But, um, anywho, that's what I did on Saturday. I did my, uh, my new little pet thing. And then of course my buddy, Chris, the one who's always writing in wonderful games for us to learn. Uh, he came over and we played a game called exit. It was basically an escape room inside of a box. And, uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. We had to escape this lab. And I, I was looking at the thing going like, once we opened it, I was going like, oh, geez, how is this going to give us the feel of an escape room? Um, it actually is very, very cool, very thematic. You can find these around for about 20 bucks and there's there's quite a few of them. I've actually got another one. I'm just trying to tilt my head to see it here. Uh, the Abandoned Cabin is the next one that I have. And there's there's quite a few out. I think uh, I looked online today and there's about four other ones. Just like There's like six already in the market with like four more on the way. But uh, the game is called Exit. It's basically an escape room in the box. You actually have to like write on the cards and, and cut the, the, the book and things like that like to, to solve puzzles and whatnot. So it's designed to be played, you know, once. Um, well, we had a blast. It took us like two hours. I posted on, uh, on my Instagram, uh, again, Josh Williams comedy, the, uh, the pictures of Chris and I and how long it took us and everything like that, how many hints we used, but, uh, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And then I think we gave, we played, played a game called uh, patchwork, which is like, you know, it's a two player game and you're building uh, quilts. So, uh, super gay, <laughs> uh, or effeminate, I should say not gay, effeminate, but, uh, we had a fun, we had a great night. It was good hanging out with my buddy. Uh, had some, uh, had some scotch, had some of that. Oh, and Chris is the one who actually, actually, when I had the, uh, some cheese and crackers left over, he was the one asking me if it was, if this was the hobo stuff <laughs> that the person had chucked into or whatever. And I said, no, it was a, it was a one from fresher of this week. Um, Sunday I did my usual thing, did my errands with my mom, went and had breakfast with her and, and took her to Costco or whatever. And we, we got some stuff. And then of course I had to, uh, to work at the mobile shop which, which wasn't bad at all. It was a fun little fun. Was it fun, Josh? Really? Um, it was all right. It was a few hours. Didn't nothing, nothing special. I think I just covered for, uh, for the boss man for a couple hours in the evening. I, I really don't even remember it that much, but it was fun. I had a good time. Um, yeah. What did I do? We did some meal prep when I came home Sunday night. Uh, made us some, uh, I, I basically bought a butter chicken sauce while I was at Costco running errands and, uh, chopped up some chicken breasts, mixed it up in that, made some basmati rice. So I made myself some butter chicken for the week. Um, which is of course super healthy, right? No, it's, uh, it's just making use of the stuff that I already had portion though, much smaller. So I made myself a nice human sized portion as opposed to being like, that's just so good. Eat forever till you feel sick. So did the, did the meal prep and then it was Oscar time and I'm not one to normally watch the Oscars, but, uh, but Kamar and Simon were having a blast sitting in the living room watching the Oscars. So I thought I'd join them and, uh, and that I did, uh, we watched, I think I saw almost every single award. Congratulations to Sam Rockwell. Uh, super, super cool dude. Does the voice of uh, a character on uh, F is for family, which is a cartoon that I watched. He was in a lot of stuff like the green mile and. Uh, geez, what else was he in galaxy quest? He was hysterical in galaxy quest. He played guy, 
<laughs> the guy's like, I'm going to get killed. Um, yeah, Sam Rockwell's great. Um, he won, I think for best supporting actor in, uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, I think is the name of the, the movie. Um, the big one for me, I was super excited about was, uh, was obviously Jordan Peele winning, uh, the Oscar for best, I think it was best screenplay, uh, like non-adapted or whatever the hell best, best original screenplay, written screenplay, whatever, uh, for, for get out. So that was great. I saw Get Out earlier. In fact, we watched it uh, last night. Uh, Simon and, and Kamar were so excited. Uh, well, not Kamar. Kamar doesn't get excited for anything. Unless Trump Trump says something, then Kamar's super excited. Uh, anytime Trump says something super racist. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, I think, yeah, Simon was very excited because Simon's a huge movie buff. And uh, he's like, I'm going to buy it tomorrow. I'm going to buy it tomorrow. And I was like, okay. So we watched Sunday night. So Kamar was kill. I do have to say this though, because we watched the Oscars and we are, we are relatively progressive. That sounds so fucking hilarious to say. I, I feel like I'm, I'm progressive, but I even, even I bro it up. We were, we were watching it. We were broing it up the whole fucking Oscars. We we're just laughing at everything. Um, obviously not sincere in any of the thoughts or jokes that we were telling, but I, Kamar did fucking blow my head off. Funny fucking comment when that, uh, when that woman, and I apologize, I don't know her name was singing the song. This is me from the greatest showman. Um, she's a big lady. She played the bearded lady in, uh, in the greatest showman. <laughs> her arms, were, her arms were very large. She's a large woman and fucking Kamar. I was like, Oh my God, her arms are bigger than Hulk Hogan's. I laughed so fucking hard. I laughed so fucking hard. He was saying a lot of other funny things that I won't get him in trouble for, but, uh, but that one was just fucking hysterical. And I mean, obviously he's drunk. <laughs> I don't remember if I had drank anything on, uh, on that night, regardless, none of that shit's important. We watched the Oscars. Uh, what's the name of that movie? The shape of water won best picture by Guillermo del, del Toro. Um, so I'm interested in seeing that. It's kind of like a monster movie love story kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it won best picture. I'm trying to remember who won best actor. Oh, it was uh, Gary, Gary Oldman. Congratulations to Gary Oldman won his first Oscar and uh, congratulations to Frances McDormand from uh, three billboards outside of Missouri. She won best actress. Um, yeah, it was a fun night. There's also other fucking things that were, were one and whatnot, but uh, I don't remember them. <laughs> so it was, it was fun watching the Oscars. I, I did. Um, Kimmel was good. Jimmy Kimmel was crushing fucking Christopher Plummer's balls a few times. It was really, um, it was really fun. It was a fun night, uh, to, to watch all that stuff. Um, again, very progressive awards ceremony. I have thoughts on that, but you know, rather than risk getting myself in trouble, I think, I think it was great. I think that was great that, that they represent a lot of people and it was wonderful seeing all the women there and, and proud and strong. I really do think that, I guess I just wonder, I'll share this with you guys and I hope that you know where my heart is. Um, I'm not going to turn that guy. Oh, I love women. And I think, oh, look, you know, I, I, I love, I've always been, been very upfront about the women in my life and how I feel about them. Um, I just feel like maybe here's the thing, I guess I'll try to put myself. So it doesn't seem like I'm just being a piece of shit. I kind of feel like it's a bit pandering to like have just women and minorities only being the presenters, except for Warren Beatty. Um, because he fucked up last year. <laughs> um, when they said that the, uh, you know, that they said that such and such movie won the Oscar and then it, it didn't, it was someone else. Um, the, the point that I want to get at is just, I feel like if all of a sudden, you know, one year it was like, Oh, fat shaming has, has 
gone on too long. And then all of a sudden, like I'm getting all these comedy shows and all these awards presentations and things like that, because like the entire presenting lineup is going to be all overweight people. I don't think that I would want that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't feel like that's a, I would feel like you've made some sort of special Olympics for me. Like I'm getting it because, oh, hey, no, no, no. Now we just do that. So that's, I go, oh, I, I would love to have been here because, you know, I was talented and things like that. But I guess you guys are just trying to fill a quota now. So it doesn't really feel like that to me. And that's, that's just me putting myself, if I was in a position where someone was picking me because of my race, gender, physical attributes, things like that. That's all. So like I said, I'm, I'm happy to see it. I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm really looking forward to progress, not pandemonium, which is kind of what it feels like. But again, Hey, you know what? At this point, I think I will take angry emails because my emails are thinning out guys. Contact at one man You could tell me what you thought of the Oscars, what you thought of whatever the fuck. All I'm saying is I guess, um, really looking forward to the real progress and not the, uh, the, the trivia, the, you know, the, the, the trivialization of, I don't know. Fuck. What do I know? Right. It was cool. I, I had a great time watching the Oscars. Good for everybody there. Um, yeah. So, uh, that was about that. Um, I started watching, um, I was at the mobile shop yesterday for a few hours. That's the thing too. Now they're giving me like three hour shifts, but they're right in the middle of the day. So it kind of fucks up everything else. Um, I watched a documentary called Jim and Andy. I don't know if you guys have seen that it's Jim Carrey when he was playing Andy Kaufman. And, um, in terms of some of the stuff that I've talked about, whatnot, and you know, just stepping outside of yourself and trying to figure out who you are and anger and fear and all these things. Um, the, the movie, you know, came out a long time ago, man on the moon in which, uh, Jim Carrey plays Andy Kaufman. Um, there's a lot of footage from behind the scenes of, of Jim Carrey just really getting into that character and never stepping out of it. Um, so it's, um, I don't know. It was, it was great to watch. Um, really like a really deep look inward. You're going to like, when you start watching the movie, you think that Jim Carrey's maybe a little out of it. You know, uh, he's also in comedians and cars getting coffee. So you can see him talking about sort of similar concepts with, with, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, you know, but you could definitely tell that Jim Carrey has been like a changed person since that first experience. Um, and how he doesn't look at like the everyday, the same as a lot of people do, um, how just stepping out of himself for so long made it more difficult for him to just come back to who he was. Cause he didn't have to focus on his own fears and stuff like that. Really good documentary. Um, very, very fascinating to watch. He talks a lot about himself and growing up and what he was trying to be and everything like that. So it's not so much about just the Jim and Andy thing, but, um, it's uh, it's a really good documentary, Jim and Andy. It's on Netflix, guys. So so check that out. Um, I watched that yesterday in the, the the day at work, and of course, like I said, we came home and watched Get Out. And Get Out, um, I don't even remember if I was doing the podcast when that movie first came out. But that's also a really great flick. A lot of people go like, oh, that's the movie. That's that movie that's racist against black people or whatever. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if it's racist against black people. Who knows? There's definitely racism is definitely a theme in it. Um, but yeah, really, really interesting movie. Um, Jordan Peele kept referring to, you know, he kept saying that he's looking, he looked to make a movie that to have the conversation, you know, to, to keep the conversation going. And he doesn't say specifically what conversation, because there's many different conversations that can be had from watching the movie. Um, it was, uh, if you haven't seen get out, you know, I won't really, you know, ruin anything for you. All I will say is that it's the basic plot is that 
you know, a, a white girl is bringing her black boyfriend home to her family's house for, you know, the weekend or whatever it may be. And, um, and odd things start happening. You know, he sees the, the black, uh, I guess not servants, but kind of like black groundskeeper and black, uh, maid kind of thing, maid, uh, butler kind of thing. Uh, so I guess it's kind of hard to, to sort of recap the trailer, but I would definitely say check out the trailer if you haven't seen, uh, if you haven't seen the actual movie, but, um, great movie. Get Out is a really, really good movie. Freaky things start happening. You start to wonder. It's got like all sorts of really, the, the, the great thing about this movie was that, that Jordan Peele himself had said that there's so many homages to, to good horror movies and good things that he saw growing up. Rosemary's Baby, Halloween, Stepford Wives, all sorts of things that were just creepy, eerie, suspenseful. Um, so yeah, uh, I saw it for the second time. It was really cool watching for a second time because once you know what the whole movie is about, you can see evidence of it a lot more you know, at the beginning, things that would just go right over your head that like you can see exactly how they play into the themes and of what's going on and whatnot. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's kind of it guys. The last week really with the, with the promos going on, the training, the mobile shop, um, it's starting to feel like those weeks at the source where I would just come back and go, ah, I got nothing reporting kind of a bummer. Um, and which I don't want to do, you know, I'm working on, uh, on the happiness thing and I actually am feeling good again, since I gave my notice this time, I know I'm not going anywhere else, I'm not taking off one pair of shoes and putting on another. I'm just, you know, I'm going to go barefoot, man. It's going to be natural from this point on. Um, I'm, I'm feeling good about, uh, about leaving the mobile shop, you know, and I've got things going on. I get to, uh, get to do some stuff this upcoming week that I'm really excited about. So, uh, so things are going to go good. You know, I'm excited. It's going to be a good day. I got my hair cut. My head's feeling colder because there's less hair on it. You know, trying to de-scruffify myself. That's a word. <laughs> I, uh, I, like I said, I have been trying to eat less, but I know there's been a couple of days where I've just said, fuck it. I think having it around, what the fuck am I doing? It's like five after 12, five after one, five. Yeah. Five after one. And I'm yawning already. Um, it's, um, it's harder to do when you have the shit in the house. So. I'm going to be more focused on not having anything in the house. That's, that's bad. Again, with roommates, that's difficult because they'll bring shit home and then just leave it on the table and be like, oh, anybody wants it. But, uh, again, I can't, I can't make other people accountable for stuff. I gotta, I gotta do it myself. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm focused on. Less of the stuff, more of the focus. I've got a meeting coming up this week with someone from good life to, you know, just, uh, get my membership back in good standing and start, uh, start hitting the gym. Even if it's just fucking walking up, you know, incline for a while, get that heart rate going, blah, 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 blah. Uh, that's one thing I also watched, um, this last week. I started watching that, that series I told you guys, but I thought it was a second movie. That one about hot girls wanted, uh, turned on where it was like, oh, these chicks, it's actually a series, a Netflix series. So I apologize. I was saying how like the one that I started watching was boring. So I stopped it. I, I went back to it and I saw that it was a series. So they do like episodic things, which is strange because it has nothing to do with that first movie. The hot girls wanted all about, you know, a, the amateur porn industry or whatever. This has got porn elements, but like the first episode was like the, uh, women who had, f you know, uh, females in strong roles in the porn industry, uh, like producers and things like that. And as I said, I didn't find it, uh, it, when I watched it on based on that, it was interesting when I watched it thinking that it was about like the modern age of technology and that, and it was just like three women directors talking about how hard it is to shoot porn. I was like, well, this doesn't really talk about the technological age until I found that it was a series and every episode 
is something different. I, I watched the rest of that episode. It was quite good. Then they had another episode, which was odd. It followed one dude around about how like easy it is to hook up with people on uh, Tinder and dating apps. And while it was interesting to follow this guy around, he really, it was more about just this guy not really giving a shit about people. It wasn't so much like if they'd followed a few people around about their, their dating experiences on Tinder and stuff like that, it may have been more again, true to the form. So I guess the fact that it's called hot girls wanted turned on, and then it's not really going. I think they're just using, they're piggybacking off of the name of a successful documentary. And then it's just this series about weird things. So, um, again, the guy who was on, you know, um, what is it? Tinder or whatever, Tinder and Bumble and them. Um, it was interesting to see what he's going through and, and, you know, they tried to make it look like he had maybe grown or something as a person. Um, although I don't really feel like that was there. It was just like watching somebody who's kind of like a fuck boy, you know, trying to be on these, these dating apps or whatever. So, um, I didn't, you know, didn't, I was interested. I was inter entertained while watching it. Um, then the next episode was like these two guys who were working on fuck bots or whatever, or maybe that was a different documentary. Yeah, I think I was watching one like my my sex bot or whatever. I, I was like 20 minutes and these guys are trying to make like real sex robots. And there's all these people who are like connoisseurs about how they would rather fuck a robot than a real person. It's just weird. I think that but that was all one one night that I was watching that stuff, like trying to fall asleep. And I'm just like, it's funny. I, I don't, you know, it, it, you feel better looking at these people going like, I say it's funny. It's not funny. It's odd. You know, when you're looking at somebody going, oh, at least I'm not trying to fuck my toaster or whatever, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, like my heart goes out to them. I feel it, it sucks that, you know, one of the guys was like, I got out of this last relationship and I had my heart torn out and it was so sad and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you know, I just want like a robot over because he can't reject you. Like, so, you know, that it's not, it's not somebody who goes, oh, I would really prefer a robot. This is someone who goes like, I got hurt. I'm terrified to try again. You know, and I just want something that I can pour, you know, add, what is it, anthropomorphize or whatever, anthropomorphize, whatever the fuck it is, where you, where you try to give real human characteristics to, to, to inanimate objects or animals. Um, cat ladies do that with their cats, basically. But uh, anyways, the point I'm making is just, uh, there's a lot of fucking sad shit on Netflix. A lot of sad shit. Um, you know, people trying to fill voids and stuff like that. It was, uh, it was interesting to see some of it, um, you know. It, it's, it's like, it, it felt, it filled kind of, it did two things to me. One is like, it made me feel not so alone to be like, you know, kind of lonely and shit felt a little bit better about how, again, I'm not trying to like find love in my appliances at home, <laughs> but at the same time, it also made me feel sad that I'm like, oh shit, there's like a lot of, there's a lot of pain out there every day. You're walking by people with pain and stuff, which is another reason that I try not to, you know, get angry at people. Some people are so short to temper, so, so easy to hurt other people. Right. And I mean, hurt just verbally. You know, somebody, somebody watch where you're, you know, walks in front of you, watch where you're fucking going, fucking idiot or traffic or whatever. People are so, so quick to throw venom at each other. And it's like, you don't know what that person's going through. And maybe they had a lot on their mind. People make mistakes too. Like be accountable for your mistakes. So you bump someone off and say, excuse me. And they go, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm like that. I got my head in the clouds half the time too. I make mistakes, but I, um, I always apologize for them. Don't get mad at somebody, especially when I, that's the thing, that person in the traffic, you know, you got to give them a honk to get them going and they give you the finger. You're like, it's your fucking fault. You know, you don't, you don't have to get mad at me. People honk at me all the time because I'm not paying attention when the light turns green, staring out the window or whatever. You know, I put my hand up. Thank you very much. Sorry about that. You know, anyways, nothing, none of that's important. Um, a show I have been watching, which has been more on the uh, uplifting side to an extent is a show called love. It's just called love. It's got, uh, Jillian Jacobs and Paul Rust. 
Uh, I don't expect you to know who either of those people are, but um, it's a fun little show about this these people in Los Angeles, and they they've got these awkward you know quirks. Again, one of them is like a love addict, and another guy's just sort of a goofy, nerdy, you know, insecure dude. Um, but it's a it's a really fun. It's a comedy series by Judd Apatow and Paul Rust. So you know, kind of got that forty year old virgin you know knocked up vibe to it. It is funny, but they are tackling some real you know, issues and stuff people have, and you can see the awkwardness and people getting taken advantage of and people, you know, doing things reactionary or defensively because they don't want to get hurt where it's like, well, that behavior is only going to lead to more hurt, you know? Anyways, um, funny, very funny show, but, but good. So, um, love, that's all it's called. Love, check it out. And that's, that was my, uh, my week guys, before I start yammering on too much about other shit that doesn't matter. Uh, the fact of the matter is I had a uh, kind of an uneventful week watched some fun movies. So like I said, uh, big thumbs up, Jim and Andy, big thumbs up for get out, big thumbs up for love. And if you're looking for something to just sort of, you know, numb your mind and see some of the real fucked up shit that's out there, check out hot girls wanted turned on. It is a series, not a documentary or it's a documentary series. But again, when you start watching the first episode, I was under the impression that that was the only thing we were following was these three women who were shooting porn. Um, but it was interesting nonetheless, when, when you understand that that episode is strictly what it's like to be a female producer of pornography, then there's, there's a lot of merit to it. I was under the understanding that the overall synopsis of the entire series was the technological implications of pornography, um, and how it's changed the industry. So again, I, I, that didn't make sense to me watching that first episode, regardless. Hey, how about that guys? That's me shooting my mouth off for a while. 47 minutes in said, probably nothing regular level of insecurity of me on this podcast. Mm -hmm. And what do I have for you this week, guys? It's uh, it's, it's partner time, right? My, uh, my partners at portablepress.com. We have, uh, this week from the uncle John's 24 karat gold bathroom reader. I picked out an article because a couple weeks ago, I believe I told you guys, or maybe it was even just the last episode that, um, I was having a conversation in the green room whilst in Montreal and somebody was saying to me like, I, or I was saying to them, I'm like, you know, did you ever see that Bill Murray meme? That's like, uh, Bill Murray says how to, how to get a 3d printer buy 3d printer, print 3d printer, return 3d printer. Um, I was saying that like, there's a lot of things out there that are credited to Bill Murray only because people know he's so eccentric. And I go, I doubt a lot of these quotes or stories are even really true. Cause it's just so it's like those Chuck Norris things, right? We're just out of nowhere. People are just writing their own Chuck Norris stuff. And it's like, he just became the dude who was easy to slap on the, the silly joke. So today, the article that I chose for you guys is one called Bill Murray stories, uh, from again, uncle John's 24 karat gold bathroom reader. This one says Bill Murray has played funny and bizarre characters in Stripes, Caddyshack and Ghostbusters. His weirdest role, real life, Bill Murray. No one will ever believe you. A Bill Murray story is a type of personal urban legend. It begins as a plausible description of an ordinary event on an ordinary day or night, but then veers into the surreal when Murray shows up and does something outrageous or absurd. It ends with him saying something to the effect of no one will ever believe you. And then he disappears. Here are some classic Bill Murray stories that have been circulating via word of mouth and the internet for years. My freshman year of college, I was hanging out in my dorm uh, room with some friends playing Xbox when I hear this deep-pitched meowing coming from outside my window. I look outside and there's Bill Murray clinging to a branch about 10 feet up in the air, meowing at a kitten stuck in the tree. 
Uh, then he looked at me and said, no one will ever believe you. Then he climbed down the tree and ran off. So I was visiting my friends. That was one story. The second story. So I was visiting my friend out in Santa Monica. She works the reception desk at this upscale hotel. And she's always telling me stories about which celebrity is in there that week. Anyway, she was on break and we were having dinner together uh, in the bar when Bill Murray walks up, leans over and picks up a piece of potato off my plate with his bare fingers and just pops it in his mouth. I just sort of stare at him and he's looking me right in the eye and smiling as he chews and swallows. And you know what the best part is? He finally says, no one will ever believe you. And he walks away. Nor should they is the next section. While Murray is an eccentric person, the truth is that these stories, which have been making the rounds for over a decade, probably never happened. Or maybe none of us, sorry, or maybe one or two of them did. But that's the nature of tall tale telling. The stories are so absurd, they couldn't possibly be true, but they might be true. Um... Or maybe they used to be uh, not true, but now they are. In this age of the camera phone and instant internet distribution, Bill Murray has now been spotted and recorded doing crazy things. Whether the following sightings are Murray trying to make an urban legend come true, or he's just a weird guy doing funny things, is known only to Murray himself. So here's three little things. Murray tends bar with the Wu-Tang Clan. During the 2010 South by Southwest Festival in Austin, Texas, Murray showed up at the crowded Shangri-La bar with Riza and Jizza of the legendary rap group, the Wu-Tang Clan. Murray pushed his way behind the bar and began taking orders, but no matter what starstruck patrons ordered, Murray poured them shots of tequila. Then he ran off. Next story. Murray reads poetry to builders. In 2009, while construction workers were busy putting the finishing touches on the Poets House Library and Literary Center in Lower Manhattan, Murray stopped by to read the workers some poetry. After a straight-faced recital of former poet laureate Bill, Billy Collins's Another Reason Why I Don't Keep a Gun in the House, Murray told his confused audience, a small crowd that had gathered, they get worse, so if you don't want to lie down, get sick, or take a sick day, do it now. Oh, sorry. They get worse, so if you want to lie down, get sick, or take a sick day, do it now. He then read, uh, read poems by Laureen uh, Niedecker and Emily Dickinson, among others. When he finished, he told the crew, you have about three minutes left on this break, so smoke them if you got them, and then ran off. That's what he does. He runs off. Um, in all of these stories, Murray washes dishes at a house party. In the 2003 film Lost in Translation, Murray played a Hollywood actor who formed an unlikely friendship with a younger woman in a foreign city, Tokyo. In a case of life imitating art while in Scotland in 2006 for a celebrity golf tournament, the 56 year old actor met a pretty 22 year old Norwegian university student named like Stavnev in a pub. Stavnev invited Murray to attend a local house party with her. Murray surprised her by accepting the incident was witnessed by dozens of party goers and reported in the UK Sunday times. The party got so crowded as word spread that he was there and he became concerned that there weren't enough clean glasses for all the guests. So he began hand washing the stack of dishes that had piled up in the sink. Then he ran off. So that's Bill Murray stories, guys. Uh, there you go. So as much as I was saying, like as much as we hear all these things about Bill Murray, probably not really him. The running feat of this article says road hogs before crash test dummies, pig cadavers were used to simulate accident victims. And the other is wishful thinking in North Korea. Large nursery schools are called palaces. And that my friends is this week's edition. 
of Uncle John's Bathroom Readers. Of course, my partners at PortablePress.com, guys, these books are out there. They got fun little stories and things like this in them all over the place. So find one that works for you and get on that shit. Uh, <laughs> of course, as always, I have other partners that are very special to me. And uh, one of them, of course, Absolute Comedy, my home club. And, uh, and home away from home when I'm in Kingston and Toronto, of course. Uh, I love them. And, uh, and I look forward to as my comedy uh, muscles start getting stronger again to be doing even more work uh, with them. And of course, other, other events and things like that coming up. But in the meantime, please enjoy my little ad for Absolute Comedy. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. And we're back. And part of this weight loss thing, guys, as I mentioned before, I've been really cutting down the summers bee, but I do, I do have a good uh, announcement for you guys. I've gotten permission to let you know that summers bee, I've told you before, has a new flavor coming. Well, this week I get to tell you what it is. Oh yeah. Oh, excuse me. All this chugging water's making me burpy, which is strange. There's no gas in it. Um, but speaking of gaseous beverages, Summersby, everybody, has a new flavor coming out, the refreshing, refreshing taste of watermelon. Oh, that's right. Watermelon is coming out. I don't have the release date, but it will be coming soon. So get excited for that, guys, as you will find watermelon Summersby available in a local alcohol retailer near you. The sun gives life to the orchard. The orchard gives life to the apple. The apple gives life to Summersby. Summersby is a delicious sweet taste of sunshine imported across the ocean all the way from Denmark. The people in Denmark are smarter, and so are you if you drink Summersby. <laughs> With flavors like apple, blackberry, pear, elderflower lime, red rhubarb, and a taste as regal as this fake accent, there's something for everyone to enjoy. And now you can try them all in the Summers Bee Mixer Pack, available wherever fine beverages are sold. So go on and try for yourself the crisp, refreshing taste of Summers Bee. Ah, your taste buds deserve it. Please drink resplendently. And I'm back, guys. I'm back. Don't worry. I didn't leave you. I'm still here. Um... Yeah, and uh, of course, what uh, what what sponsors missing, guys? Who haven't I talked about? Oh, my partners at DK Books, Dorling Kindersley. Very difficult to say, but I, I only know them as DK. People in the bookstores only know them as DK. Guys, this week I had an opportunity to read a book, most of it, um, called Happiness: The Mindful Way. I was very excited for this book, guys, because of course you put a book cover title called Happiness and the Mindful Way. Um, 
I'm going to be all over that stuff because again, part of the yoga practices and things like that, that I've done in the past is, is all about mindfulness and, uh, and keeping your thoughts within the area, being present, um, you know, not looking too much in the past or the future. And so, um, it's going to be very difficult for me to give this book an overall review because of the fact that there's so many different practices in it and things like that, uh, deep pieces of information. It's hard for me to just sort of glance over it. And, and I'll be using terms that if you're not familiar with it, they're not going to mean anything. So rather than doing that, I'm going to say that what I have read is, is some amazing practices in here. What I'm going to do for you guys, is I'm going to just read you the synopsis and I'm going to read you the foreword which should give you an idea. And of course, as always, I have placed right on uh, my Facebook and Twitter pages, uh, there's links for this book. So you can go on and you can read more about them there, or you can pick them up at the uh, the absolute best prices. I've got that there. So on the, the back of the book, guys, the summary of the book is, did you know that happiness is something you can actively work towards with practical step-by-step exercises? The secret is mindfulness, purposefully being in the moment in awareness without judging your own thoughts or feelings. Living in the present is the key to living a richer, happier life and happiness. The mindful way shows how you can follow mindfulness as the path to realizing your full potential for con- con- sorry, contentment. Um, practice simple by simple by uh, contentment. That wasn't the end of the sentence. I thought it was a fucking comma. <laughs> happiness. The mindful way shows how you can follow mindfulness as the path to realizing your full potential for contentment. Practice simple step-by-step mindfulness meditations and learn a whole new range of approaches to everyday life. Make yourself calmer, more confident, more focused, and more fulfilled. Choose to be happy with happiness. The mindful way you can develop, develop your own mindful this uh, meditation program and feel benefits every day, boost your self-esteem, uh, nurture more fulfilling relationships, concentrate better, realize your goals, overcome stress, achieve happiness, enjoy all life has to offer. Don't those sound like every fucking thing that I need in my life right now. So that was just the, uh, the synopsis guys. I'm going to read you the foreword, uh, as soon as I can find it. I had it. I had it. There we are. There we go. Here's the foreword. All right. All right. This, uh, Buckle up, guys. This is, this is how much I love this book. I'm going to read it to you, okay? Get your favorite pillow. <laughs> Mindfulness can be described in many ways. It is a practice of purposefully paying attention in the present moment and bringing a non-judgmental, compassionate awareness to the nature of things. It is a way of being, a way of relating to our inner and outer experiences and a coming to our senses, literally and figuratively. At the same time, it is nothing at all, nothing but a rediscovery or a remembering of our natural inborn capacity to be fully awake in our lives in contact with things in a direct way without the filters of concepts, past experiences, or likes and dislikes. This way of seeing is immediately available to all of us at any moment. Try it now. If you like, after reading this paragraph, let your eyes move away from the page and let your gaze land on something nearby. Offer it bare attention, seeing it as if for the first time leaving labels and associations aside. Softly notice its shape, color, texture, and the space it occupies. Practicing further, you might also notice thoughts crossing your mind, your attention wandering to something else or feelings arising in response to your sensory contact with the object. Simply come home again and again to a direct experience of the object you have chosen. Give it a try now, then return and reread the instructions above before trying again. You can use the same object or a different one each time. What you just engaged in was a mindfulness practice. You picked an object of attention to help anchor your awareness in present moment experience, and you observed what happened in your mind, body, and heart. Most likely, much of what you have observed reflects some of the elements of your everyday experience, uh, such as distraction, desire, aversion, restlessness, doubt, or boredom. 
Yet there may have also been moments of just seeing. This is what is meant by mindfulness practice. It is called a practice because we, when we do it in a consistent fashion, we get multiple opportunities to practice with the stuff of life. Over time, we can gently shift our relationship to this stuff and learn in a safe, gradual, self-paced way how to respond instead of react to the habits and frequent flyers of the mind. We learn to cultivate choice and develop a greater sense of efficacy and balance in our lives. In this way, we gradually restore a healthy, friendly relationship with ourselves, begin to feel less alienated and isolated from ourselves and others, and reconnect to our own deep, intuitive wisdom and creativity. This practice is an inner journey and perhaps the most important journey of our lives, a thought elegantly captured by the American monk and writer Thomas Merton. Of what uh, use is it that we can travel to the moon if we can't cross the abyss that separates us from ourselves? This book can serve as a thoughtful guide and introduction to the journey of cultivating greater mindful awareness in your life. In clear language, it describes the essence and the practice of mindfulness and suggests action plans for building it into your life. But like any journey, it is important that you follow your own wisdom as well as pay, sorry as well and pay particular attention to what feels helpful and what does not. It is also important to attend uh, to the way that the judging nature of the mind can subtly turn your mindful practices into just one more self-improvement project. Mindfulness offers much more. It is a way of simply coming to know yourself and things just as they are, moment by moment, and opening to the wisdom and natural sorry, opening to the wisdom that naturally arises when one cultivates a compassionate curiosity towards the human experience. One final description of mindfulness may be useful here. Above all, it is a path to the, uh, of the heart, a practice of loving awareness that offers to hold any and all experience in a compassionate, spacious embrace. So let the heart guide you through the practice and reflections offered in this book and in each of your moments, beginning here now. So that, um, just a very broad stroke of what you can expect from the book. But like I said, there's different practices and things like that in here. Um, it was very cool doing it because I definitely felt myself getting distracted. Um, my mind and thoughts floating around and things like that. So, um, it was, it was good to keep practicing. Like I said, and that's also one of the reasons I didn't get a chance to finish in a week because of the fact that, you know, every time I was doing a practice or whatever, you wander, you got to start over again, wander, start over. And you get it. You'd be cool to, to do that, but it's really, really kind of cool to, like I said, uh, practice those mindfulness exercises where you're just stopping and you're not, you're not worrying about the past. You're not worrying about the future. You're just in this exact moment. I'm, I'm just looking at this object or just breathing this certain way, or just cultivating one thought, you know, focusing on one thing at a time. It talks about multitasking. And, and though we feel like we're getting multiple things at the same time, your brain really can only focus on doing one thing at a time. And, um, we can overwhelm ourselves and stuff. Like I said, lots of great stuff in this book. So guys, by my friends at DK, uh, this book is called happiness, the mindful way, a practical guide. So, um, Facebook, Twitter, I have a link there where you can get your own copy guys. It's available for, I think as low as 16 bucks on Amazon and Indigo. So pick it up, pick it up. And you might find that some of this, some of this really hippy dippy, goofy sounding shit is actually pretty amazing, dude. Um, so check it out. Um, and that's, uh, that's the partners for this week, guys. Um, Thank you to them as always. Absolute comedy, Summersby, DK, and of course, portablepress.com. This week, guys, coming up as early as an hour from now, I am uh, back to the mobile shop doing my thing. Tomorrow morning, very excited, I get to bottle my wine. Oh, yeah. I set it up a month ago, and now my bottles are red, my bottles of white are ready. So I know that uh, 
goes a little bit against the goals, but I wasn't uh, paying as much attention to them uh, at the time that I got it. And uh, I will limit myself to uh, just a little bit here and there, but I'd rather do wine than beer because I think there's less calories. Hey, if they're, if I'm wrong, Hey, guess what? Contact at one podcast.com and send me some uh, educated information. <laughs> um, what else have I got going on this week? Um, I'm doing some L- LCBL promos all weekend. Um, so I don't know. I don't even really know what, what all the products that we're going to be doing this week are, to be honest with you, but I'm doing a pet promo for Royal Canin on Saturday. And then I do LCBO stuff. Um, I'm doing that good life meeting on Friday morning. Uh, and then Sunday I'm excited because we got the writers group coming back. You know, we haven't done anything with them in some time. Very, very excited to be able to, uh, you know, sit down and again, work on comedy. So I'm going to try to get my, my priority will be to have a bunch of notes ready for Sunday. So I have a lot of different, uh, premises and new jokes to work on and actually contribute to my comedy career again. Oh my God. It's going to be so exciting. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's this week, you know, not a whole lot. I don't have any shows coming up. There's a lot of promo, um, you know, hopefully be some fun stories for you guys. You know, maybe I'll watch a bunch of weird porn documentaries and be able to tell you about them, but, um, I'd love to know what you guys are watching. You know what I mean? Cause like I said, right now I'm kind of just poking around. I know that there's some really big shows and stuff that I want to watch, but it's, um, I, I tend to fall asleep to shows. I've probably mentioned this before. So right now the show that I'm falling asleep to is, is love. There was a night where I was falling asleep to that, uh, hot girls wanted turned on. And I only saw like two or three episodes. Again, I usually fall asleep in the first 10 minutes of whatever I'm watching. So the love show, I have to keep restarting, but it's a comedy, right? Like I like to go to sleep and, and have some laughs, but at the same time, there's some very touching stuff to it. Um, you're watching people basically, it's like, like people, these kids in Los Angeles and they're spending time with each other and they're, they're always doubting, should I text them? Should I not text them? You know, like what are other people going through? Just awkward relationships and how they break up and they end and stuff like that. It's, um, but it, it is a fun show. It is a fun show. Um, so love hot girls wanted turned on, uh, you know, tell me what you're watching guys. Do you guys watch any good documentaries lately? Have you seen anything very interesting, anything that you just feel like maybe it's not getting enough attention? I know there's lots of huge shows. A lot of people are talking about that altered carbon show. I'm, I'm worried about getting into a show that's got too much going on. You know, like I, I, I think I watched one episode one and a half episodes of the new season of black mirror. And the first one was like, eh, I started watching it. I fell asleep the first time I, I finished it the second time. And it was like, eh. And then the next one was like, I had that whole episode going on while I was doing tax work. And I don't think I had the inkling to turn and look at the screen once. Like it was, I just did not give a shit about what was going on in that episode. Haven't watched anymore, but that's the thing, right? There's a lot of shows where you're like, you feel like you just need to sit and watch them. And so, uh, I'm, I'm kind of avoiding those ones right now. I mean, I've been meaning to watch the last two, three seasons of, of game of Thrones. I haven't done it because it just takes, that's a show I find. I can't just leave on in the background because instead of seeing scenes that are going on, you go, okay, I remember when that happened. It's like all these scenes where people are just talking and they're just telling you the events that happened. Did you hear what happened in Westeros? So-and-so did so-and-so with so-and-so. And if you're not fucking really paying attention to what they're saying, then, you know, the next scene when something happens, you're like, what the fuck's they, oh, they, they, they told you what happened. Oh. Okay, well, I lost it. Um, Game of Thrones is a thinking show, and I don't like thinking. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, let me know what you guys are thinking. Of course, I've got uh, an email here from uh, one of the listeners this week. So, as always, one more plug, guys. Contact at onemanpodcast.com. I would love to know what's going on with you, 
What are you watching? What are you doing? What did you think of the Oscars? What do you think of life in general? What do you think of this show? Am I too fucking hippie? Am I too angry? Am I a horrible human being? Or am I just a giant pussy? Let me know your thoughts. Uh, this first, this week, my email comes from my friend, Mark, uh, who I got the chance to see very briefly after one of the tastings uh, this week. Mark said, came back from a short winter getaway in Cuba where I was able to check off a bucket list item, diving the Bay of Pigs. The coral is healthy, lots of color, and full of life. I think next time I'll have to do a night dive there to get the full experience. Uh, that and some paramotoring. Uh, although I've done paramotoring before, it's always a great adventure. Next on the bucket list is a tiger shark dive adventure, hopefully in the near future. Let me know if you want in. Yeah, I do not want to go swimming with fucking apex predators because uh, I'm terrified they'll eat me. I'm probably delicious. I got so much blubber on me. <laughs> <laughs> like a little baby seal. Oh man, would I be tasty to a shark? Um, thanks for the email, Mark. I appreciate it. For anybody, I, I'm going to post. A, I haven't done it yet, but by the time this episode comes out, they'll be there. Um, Mark's uh, Mark sent in some pictures of the paramotoring and the, and the dive and whatnot, some of the trip from Cuba. So uh, check those out. Those will be on the One Man Podcast Instagram. And uh, and that's uh, that's about it for this week. Hey, we made it just a little over an hour, guys. Um, as always, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Um, follow them, like them. If you guys have a minute to just give a review, whether it's the page or on iTunes or Google play store, if you guys could rate the podcast, um, you know, or if you thought this one sucked, then just wait till you're feeling real good about the podcast and then rate it. <laughs> but uh, it definitely helps me uh, on the ratings in terms of getting in front of people, uh, great guests and listeners from around the world. People like Omar who find it when searching it, whatever it makes it easier for them to find. Um, Thank you so much, guys. Uh, it looks like the, you know, the snow is melting and coming back, melting and coming back. I hope that the weather, you know, clears up for everybody and we all get to start enjoying more time outside. I actually, you know, this last week spent uh, one of the nights with my, with my dog Chase, you know, he spends a lot of time at my, my, uh, my folks house because, uh, you know, I'm on the road a lot and I'm always working and I don't want him to just be cooped up in the house. I also have roommates that would very likely just leave the front door open who do on a regular basis. As a matter of fact, I come home to the front door wide open all the time, Kamar and, uh, I just, I'd have my dog here more if I wasn't, you know, so sure that, you know, that the front door would just be left open. He'd run out into the street and we're right at the busy intersection. So anywho, um, I do it when I know I'm going to be home and I'm going to have time to, you know, spend with him and, and go out for walks and stuff like that. I, uh, I bring him home. So I don't know. I had a night with him. The point that I'm getting at is that the weather's getting better. And I can't wait to start spending more time outside active myself and more time with my little dog. So, uh, so that's it for this week, guys. Um, as always, you know, I love spending time running my mouth at you. Thank you for listening. Um, let's have a fun week. Let's have a fun week. And let's have some fun stories for next time. Appreciate you listening. You know, I love you guys. 